episode number 233 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to create an emotionally equipped world. I created two simple step-by-step tools that empower you in your life and in your relationships so you can be calm, be in control, and feel better in any moment. I'm the author of two award-winning books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. You can learn more about these books and more by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I have a story for you today, just like I do every week, but... This week's story is going to be slightly different than usual. Usually, I share a stuck story with you, and then I walk you through my process of either getting unstuck from a story in the past using the unstuck method, or getting unstuck from a story in the future, like fear or worry, using the clear way. But today, I'm not going to do that. There's an important message here, and to me, it's no less valuable than my usual stuck-to-unstuck stories. So if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you will know that the tools I created are about taking personal responsibility. I didn't create tools so that you can try to change other people in order to make your life easier. No, what I did was I created tools so you can take full responsibility for your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions, and from that place, do whatever is in your control to shift so that you can feel better in any moment. That being said, between the moments of getting initially stuck and getting unstuck, while sometimes there can be some unnecessary fighting or arguing or something else when you're in a stuck moment with somebody else, and in those moments of you sharing what you're stuck on, the other person can learn the issues that you may have around them, even though, again, this work is not about trying to change that other person. So let me give you an example. For years, I felt like my husband was judging me, like he wasn't happy with how I did the dishes or how I hung the laundry, and even how I ate sometimes. He would look at me and he would make comments. So as you can imagine, I've experienced many, many stuck spots with my husband over the years, and the conversations would go something like this. Can I just teach you how to clean the dishes Uh, yeah, I'm 40 years old. I know how to do the dishes. Why do you have to be like that? Why can't you just be open to someone teaching you something new? I have the right method for cleaning dishes. The right way? The right way? Since when are you God and you know the right way how to do everything? I'm really fine. Can you please just let it go and move on with your life and stop being so obsessive about everything? I can do the dishes. Thank you. Now, that kind of conversation went on in our relationship for a long time. Like the first half of our marriage, which was like 10 years. That's a long time. We would get stuck over the stupidest little things like every day. And it was around that time, like 10 years into the marriage, that I was finding myself seriously stuck and not knowing what to do. I just felt powerless and without tools. And that's when I started to do some writing and blogging and eventually created my first tool and then wrote my first book. But my point is to say 
that when we would fight, I would say to my husband all of the things that were on my heart, all of the things I didn't like about him, all of my requests for him to change or to do things differently, like stop telling me the quote unquote right way to hang the laundry or stop asking if I'm done eating when I'm done, I can put my stuff away. And so I would ask him to stop doing things and he would just continue doing the same things day in and day out, not on purpose, not as a way to push my buttons, just because that's who he was being. Now, when I finally got emotionally equipped with these tools and started to use them in my life on a daily basis, I started to take much more responsibility for who I was being. That being said, my husband always knew that there were things that kind of still irked me. And here's the thing. I've been practicing to get unstuck in my life and in my relationships, you know, for like a decade now. I've become a new person. I really have. I see the transformation in how I interact with people, how I've become less judgmental, how I've become more accepting, how I'm just more in control of my life. But here's something else. I don't usually get feedback on that from people. I don't get acknowledged, both not on a daily basis or even over time for people who haven't seen me in a long time. So like, for example, let's say my family and I are having dinner and one by one, I ask everyone how their day was, including my husband. And each of them answers and it's a lovely meal, but something I would notice perhaps is at the end of the meal, no one had asked me how my day was. Now, I used to get really stuck on that. In fact, I even wrote a story about that in my first book. It would annoy the heck out of me. But now, even if I start to get stuck on frustration or disappointment, I can catch it early enough and get unstuck. And that's huge. I literally feel like I've evolved into a new person. And it's amazing, even though I don't receive that feedback from the world necessarily. The important thing is I know it. And I celebrate my big and small wins on my own, and it's enough. But what I've come to also realize is that when I witness someone else in my life evolving or consciously changing, it is so worth taking a moment or two and acknowledging them. And that's where my story comes in for today. My husband and I were on a retreat a couple of weeks ago. It was three days away. And the retreat was mostly this Jewish learning retreat, and it was lovely all around. It was lovely to get away, just the two of us, something we hardly ever do and we haven't done for years. And the accommodations were beautiful, and the retreat sessions were engaging. Overall, it was a great time. But on the first night, we went for dinner, and we ate our meals, and I felt satisfied by the end of the meal. My husband, at the end, asked if I wanted to have dessert because it was like this buffet, so you can go back and take as much as you want. And I said, no, thanks. I wasn't hungry, and I didn't want to eat for no reason. So he said, okay. But he got up to get himself some dessert, which was totally fine. And he came back with a plate of like five or six different samples of desserts, and he took a few bites, and then he put his fork down. He's not a big dessert eater, but he does like to taste new things. And so even though I told him I didn't really want to have dessert, in that moment I decided, yeah, I'd like to have a couple of bites. Why not? We're on vacation and I want to enjoy eating with him. So I did. 
I knew he wasn't going to finish his desserts, and I knew he would totally be fine with me eating some of the dessert. So I started to taste each one. And instead of just taking a taste, (laughs) I took another bite and another bite until I nearly finished the plate, which is fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with what happened. But in the past, my husband would have said something like, I thought you didn't want dessert. Or, are you sure you want to be eating more of that? Or something really annoying like that, at least annoying in my opinion. But this time, he didn't do that. He actually didn't say anything. I actually think he was efforting in not saying anything. I really do. And I noticed that. And I was so grateful. Grateful in that moment. And also grateful that my husband was making efforts to take responsibility, his part, for improving our relationship. And I acknowledged him. I just told him that I noticed a change and how in the past he would have acted differently, but he didn't do that now and that I really appreciated that. And you know what? He appreciated being appreciated because who doesn't? And when I acknowledged him, you know what he said in response to me? He said, yeah, I'm making a lot of efforts. You just don't see it. He said, when was the last time I said something to you about the dishes or the laundry? Have you ever thought about that? And the truth is, I had to stop and think about that because because I hadn't noticed it. He's been making an effort all this time, and I simply didn't notice it because, well, I guess I wasn't getting stuck on it, and so I took it for granted. And that's a shame because I want my husband to feel like he's being seen, like he's making an effort, and then I actually can see that. And I want to acknowledge him as often as we can, but of course, in the busy lives that we live, we just often miss those opportunities. It's actually one of the nice things about the circle, the community that I created where we meet weekly on Zoom and we share our unstuck processes from the week because it really offers that opportunity to be witnessed and to receive acknowledgement from someone else in the circle, which is just so wonderful. But back to the story, what I just wanted to offer you as a consideration for this week is to take a pause, notice what's going on around you, and acknowledge someone in your life. If you see someone making an effort, even in the tiniest way, If you see that they are trying to change, that they are making an effort to improve themselves or improve a relationship, consider acknowledging them. Your acknowledgement can truly motivate them to continue making more such efforts. And you never know, the more you praise or acknowledge them, perhaps you'll receive a little bit of that in return. Not that you're doing it for that purpose, but it could be an unexpected gift that you receive. And that is the story that I wanted to share with you this week. My friends, I have been working hard over the last few weeks putting together a quiz on emotions, and I would love for you to come and check it out. You can head over to my website, shiragura.com, and click on quiz. It's only seven questions. It'll take less than a minute to do, but I think it's a great place to start bringing this work into your life. And please feel free to share the quiz forward. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me this week, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week, and as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. 
If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.